You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Signing day. Man, signing day. Signing day eve, signing day. Whenever you're listening to this, it's signing day madness. There is a signing day associated with today. Correct. Oh, correct. Correct. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, and meanwhile, Jimmy, I think that's where we start here in terms of the um, the 2022 class. Alabama got a commitment from Walter Bob. That sounds like a new dance craze. Everybody's doing the Walter Bob, right? <laughs> I did it right after he committed, even though I'd never heard of him before he committed. And then I did my usual deep dive uh, to figure out uh, all I could about this young man. And I'm, uh, I would say, fairly excited of, about the kid. Uh, no one should, you know, whenever anybody commits to, to an Alabama or anywhere else and he's a no-star or a two-star or three-star, it's way too early for anyone to take that stuff too seriously. So don't worry about the fact he hasn't been rated or ranked yet. He will be, and when they do it, he'll be ranked fairly high, not because of a Bama bump. Look, I, I don't know where fans got the idea that it's somehow easy to rank the 17,000 kids who play high school football in the class of 2022. There's like 17,000 of them, and it sort of takes a while to sort them all out, you know? Uh, it's, 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 it's a complicated thing. But uh, Walter Bob is, I think, a decent uh, Jack linebacker prospect, but he's a really good defensive line prospect. This is a kid I expect to grow. Uh, and, and I think he's going to grow significantly. I'm not comparing him to Jonathan Allen because that's not fair. But uh, like Jonathan Allen, I think this is a kid who's going to go away in the 235 range as a high school junior who's very likely to be a 290-pound player at some point. That that That's what I see in this kid. Well, I'm glad you <clears throat> went into all that because my next question was going to be, who the hell is Walter Bob? Um, I follow <laughs> recruiting. Yeah, I follow recruiting rather religiously, and I had never heard of Walter Bob, and I don't yep. think anybody else had heard of Walter Bob. I'm not sure Walter Bob Senior had heard of Walter Bob, but apparently he is pretty good. Um, I did look at some of the film when he when uh, you know he committed, and and look, I think it's good. I mean. Do I think it's uh, sign him right now? Oh, my God, got to have that commitment right now? Good. For, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but here's the thing, Jimmy. It sounds like he's a Juco bound or he could be in in the middle of a, a grade. A <laughs> buckle Funny how uh, my guess is. Yeah, once you once you commit your grades. They become a hell of a lot more important for whatever reason. Read into that what you will. But um, I think, um, you know, I, I, I don't know that he necessarily will be in this class, but I think he'll be at Alabama sometime. Is that fair? Yeah, I think uh, BOL and Rivals uh, both 
both Alabama sites made, made quick mention of grades and JUCO. I just think it's too early. It's too early to assume anything. And, and for one thing, if if this kid has no chance whatsoever to be eligible, and I doubt that's true, but if that's the case, then why why, why be involved at all? I mean, it's, it's fine that you send him to a junior college of your choice, and then you, you come back a year or two later and see if you still want him. But uh, that's why I, I don't think Alabama would have accepted a public commitment from a kid who has no chance. So let, let's just see what works out with his grades. I think he's more of a good prospect than a great prospect, but he certainly is really interesting. If he, if he adds a lot of good weight, maintains this athleticism, he, he could be something pretty special. I think what happened in terms of finding him, Alabama was already recruiting a, uh, a wide receiver, uh, I believe, that's at that school, a wide receiver DB that's committed to LSU. I think we're kind of recruiting that guy, and then you, know, you watch the tape of, of him, and then you're like, well, who the hell is this beast? <laughs> and that that's kind of where it goes from there. But, yeah, there's a, there's another very highly regarded kid on that same team in the same class. So I, I'm, I'm sure the discovery of one led to the discovery of the other. Yeah, and that's how it works sometimes. Um, and, again, I'm not against – I mean, look, here's the other thing. If anybody, if anybody has earned the right to get a commitment from a kid who may not be a star in the, in the rankings immediately, it's, it's Saban. And, in fact – this may be the biggest Bama bump in Bama bump in history where this guy, because Alabama has offered this guy and taken a commitment from him, that's key. Um, I think some people are going to be like, no, wait a minute. Because, you know, is the definition of a great recruit uh, a recruit with, with five stars or a recruit that, that Nick Saban has offered? I mean, I it think works. it's the one that Nick Saban has offered, that's the one I'm going to trust. Um, and it's not just an offer. It's a committable offer. That's even bigger. So, I mean, look, I'm reserving judgment, but I think it's fair to say, had this guy committed to Auburn today, um, our message boards would have rolled over in laughter. They, they would have shut right. down the internet. Yep. That just shows how silly uh, some of it is. I mean, you know, you're always just fine what your team does and making fun of, of what the other team does, even though it's often the same thing. But, it, look, it's just, it's just a perfect illustration. And I think we talked about this the other day on the show, Luke. It's just a perfect illustration of that, that no one needs to take recruiting rankings of the 22 class that seriously today. The work is not done. Just think, it is basically 13 months from the 2022 signing day. Well, 12, well, 12 months exactly. Okay. 12 months from now, the final grades for that class are in. So, uh, so what did Mel Kuyper's big board for the 2021 draft look like 12 months ago today? I can tell you who wasn't on it. Mac Jones. Does that mean Mel was stupid? How could everyone not see that coming? Mac was Mac was clearly a top ten guy. No, he wasn't. Things change. Kids change. They evolve. They get better. They get worse. And, and the, the recruiting is no different than uh, than the NFL draft when when it, when. So that that's why. Just you can't make too big a deal of the twenty twenty two rankings today. That would be like making a really big deal of Mel Kiper's twenty twenty two big board today. Um, it's going to change. It's going to change a lot. 
Something that should be on everybody's big board is Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. I've had several, and I mean several Built Bars here recently. Love those little boogers. They're fantastic. Um, you, you can eat them to maintain or to lose weight. One, you know, whatever way you want to go there. Uh, they're great for a keto diet. Absolutely delicious. 18 big boy flavors. I mean, just packed with flavor. And I, I love these things. They sent us the variety pack, and I've been scarfing them down like they had the antidote in them. Just delicious. And I had one for lunch, actually. Just, you know, just you know, hey, I don't even have to go eat lunch. I have my built bar. Go to B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your first order. Go to builtbar.com ASAP. Jimmy, um, a few things just uh speaking of recruiting. We're waiting, you know, the the one we're probably waiting on more than anybody tomorrow is Terry on Arnold, and hopefully we get him and and uh things go according to plan there. Um but I wanted to say this first. Uh, thought it was interesting. Rock Taylor, who's a wide receiver at Oxford, apparently had his offer pulled by Tennessee today. Now, uh, maybe it's because it sounds like Tennessee hadn't been in communication with him ever since they hired Josh Heupel. But maybe uh, you know the kid should have caught on, and and maybe Tennessee eventually just had to say, "Look, I, I don't know why you keep bugging us for uh, signer. I mean, for uh, signing papers." Because uh, you're not signing with us. Maybe they finally had to do that. It's, you know, they had to give them, it's, it's not us, it's you routine. And um, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe they finally had to, you know, go that route. I don't know. But um, anyway, I just, it looks classless regardless of the situation. Maybe uh, other teams do this. But boy, what a bad look on Tennessee. And why on earth is Tennessee telling anybody, we don't have room for you right now? For the first time ever, Neyland Stadium has room for everybody. If you've ever sat in one of their seats, you know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree it's a bad look. I I don't like it at all. I don't like any situation where a big, powerful school sort of uh, dicks a kid over, frankly. I mean – I, I, they, they really pulled the rug out from under him. Now, I, I agree that there can be exigent circumstances. There could be something with Rock's behavior. I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying maybe there's something we don't know that happened. Uh, that's a possibility. But absent that, in my opinion, schools should honor accepted commitments, even when the kid has committed to the previous staff because it's not fair to pull the rug out from under the kid the day before signing day. I, I find it. And, and I know there's a lot of fans say, well, kids do it to schools all the time. Yeah. It's a 17 or 18 year old kid. It's not the CEO of a $130 million corporation, which is what, what school athletic departments are. And it's, it's okay that a kid changes his mind, but it's not okay that the big and powerful squeeze the unpowerful. And uh, well, that's, that's what's happened here. So I, I don't like it at all. And uh, frankly, uh, I'm going to be keeping my eye on Hypel and that Tennessee group, uh, you know, for further behavior like this. I, I just don't like it. I don't think it's a good enough excuse that, hey, we're not the ones that took him. The last guys did. Uh, no, that's not. I, I think you inherit your roster and you inherit the commitments. That's the way I look at it. Ethically, that's my opinion. And uh, it would be my opinion, even if it was Alabama. And again, I, I I don't think that the staff changing 
is a, is a good enough excuse. If you want to keep your eye on Tennessee, you might want to use one of those cable channels that's way on up there in the numbers because uh, they won't be on your primetime stations anytime soon. They, they're going to be stinky bodinky next year. But again, I go back to, look, <clears throat> I think the argument that kids do this to schools all the time is valid. I, I'm not as dead set on it because, yes, they are 17, 18-year-old kids. You're correct about that. But today's 17 or 18-year-old kid is the 23 to 24-year-old kid of 25 years ago. They're more educated. They know what's up. There's no screwing around. There's no lying. I mean, you can try to lie your best, but it's hard to lie these days with the interwebs and Twitter and everybody in the world telling you what's up. So I think a kid knows damn good and well what they're doing. Now, that being said, this is a bad look. Not because, I mean, if look, if they, if they were taking Oxford's fourth string wide receiver, I mean, it would be heartbreaking and it would suck. But I'd kind of be like, you know, Josh Heupel's trying to win, y'all. But Tennessee is hemorrhaging players right now, both already on the roster and kid and commitments and kids who have signed. So if I were them, I wouldn't turn nothing down but the damn collar. And if you're talking about somebody like Rock Taylor, who's a borderline four-star, who's a big kid who's gone up against the likes of Kool-Aid McKinstry and had moderate success, and he's from a high school in Oxford that has produced K.J. Britt and Rock. Uh, Rock. They went to Auburn. Uh, what Rock was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rock, Thomas. Up, well, Rock Thomas. Rock Thomas. Yeah, and, uh, and, and then they got, yeah, and they got they got uh, uh, they Wait also left. had uh, they got uh, Fagans for next year, right? That's right. I mean, that's that's reason you're, enough. Not you're to... you're pissing off one of the top high schools with one of the top coaches in Keith Edridge, Etheridge in the state of Alabama. What are you, an <laughs> idiot? And I and I think the answer <laughs> to that question is yes. So um, <laughs> I mean, again, it just makes no sense to me, and so I'm. I'm sort of like, look, I would get it if I didn't think this kid were any good. Or I would get it if Josh Heupel were Nick Saban and he had two five-stars on the hook, and the only way he can get him in there is if he gets rid of Rock Taylor somehow. But Tennessee is begging people right now. I just took a phone call from Josh Heupel and said, no, I have no eligibility left, Coach. I can't do it. (laughs) It is sort of confusing to me how Tennessee, which seems to be talent broke, a lot of kids left. A lot of kids jumped in the portal. A lot of kids that were committed to them did not sign uh, at the time they were supposed to sign because uh, they bailed because the, the previous staff had been fired. So it is really confusing to me how Tennessee doesn't have room or a spot for a rock. Phil Fulmer just left. You got room for everything. <laughs> That's why I'm wondering if perhaps, perhaps, and again, I'm – I'm unfairly speculating, but I'm wondering if maybe, maybe there's some behavior thing that we're just unaware of. Maybe. Jimmy, I feel like when you're on the phone doing this, you are in 27 different environments as you talk, like you're in a tunnel. I've been in three. Then you're I've talking been in three. through a, a soup can, and then you're outside, and then you're in the car, and then you're you know somewhere with a bunch of screen doors for some reason. I mean, it's crazy how you're – like, I thank God I don't know how to edit your background noise because you would drive me crazy trying to edit your background. <laughs> it's the nature of working three or four jobs. Uh, we began this podcast – as I was driving away from QB country and we were ending this podcast, 
as I arrive back at the law firm. So I have actually recorded this from three different locations. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. You want me to tell you something neat, Jimmy? This is the truth. Betonline.ag, uh, just, they just sent me an email, you know, because I joined when, you know, they, they became a sponsor. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to take one for the team. I joined and I was doing okay, but I hadn't bet any in a while. I've just been busy. They sent me an email and said, you know what? You hadn't bet in a while. Here's 20 bucks in the poker room. Go do something. And I was like, okay. I just played a, a $30 sit and go tournament and won it. So I won 57 bucks. Like right you. before we started doing this. I mean, that's cool. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code locked on, and you will get a 50% bonus. Very easy to do and uh, very easy to get paid. So go check them out, betonline.ag. They're going to have all your sports betting, they're going to have all your poker, they're going to have you know, blackjack roulette, all kind of other casino games. But mostly I know a lot of you out there are going to be interested in the sports betting. And that's what is huge over there on betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You'll be glad you did. And thank us later as Jimmy walks into a bathroom at, at uh, Wildwell Auditorium is what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, that's an awesome random auditorium to pick there. Good, good uh, Jimmy, so back on the recruiting theme, just for a second, because I, I got one more basketball thing I want to get to. But, you know, it, it was cool today on the flip side of what Tennessee did to Rock Taylor was as I was driving from Birmingham to Ellick City to work today, on Sirius XM, they do the college station. And from five to six, I guess on Tuesday mornings, is the ACC Today or whatever. And I, I, I didn't want to listen because, I mean, I have no reason to, but I was like, I, nothing else on. So I'm listening to that. And they said, hey, guys. Look, I know this is off topic and this is ACC today, but did y'all see Nick Saban's taped Zoom call that a, that a recruit taped and put out there on social media? And I was, and they said, we're going to talk about it when we come back. And I was thinking, oh, shit, they're going to just kill Saban for being a pompous ass or something. When they came back, they said they played it. And they said the audio is not good because it's a recording of a Zoom call that we're playing. So, yeah, the audio is not good. And they played it. And then when he got done, they said, y'all, that's the damnedest thing I've ever heard. That's the best recruiting pitch. And one of the hosts who played in the ACC, I forget who it was, he said, I want to go play for Saban right now. This is the <laughs> ACC today. And he said, I want to It is 100%. You can, he said, uh, apparently the kid said something about other people talking about competition at Alabama. And uh, he, you know, Saban went off on this thing about how, yeah, Marlon Humphrey got better. You know why? Because he went up against Amari Cooper every day in practice, and both of them were the first of their respective positions picked in the NFL draft. Jonathan Allen got better every day. You know why? Because he went up. I forget who he said he went up against in in practice every Cam. day. Who? Cam Cam Robinson. Cam, oh, Cam Robinson. Yeah, and he said both of them were the first picks of their respective positions or whatever. I mean, he was like, this. This is. It was amazing. And the guy was like, this is just super badass. I don't know how anybody – how does Saban not get everybody? And I was like, he does get everybody. So, But anyway, I just thought that was a neat take. And it was interesting because usually when you catch Saban with something like this, people just lose their shit. And really they were like, y'all, let, let's quit screwing around. This guy's just pretty good. So, <laughs> Jimmy, how about this? Um, Herb Jones, apparently, somebody put on a message board to – today today is tuesday that uh, herb jones didn't practice today and then um i think it was hank south of bam online came back and said yeah herb hadn't been practicing just about at all 
and they're just trying to keep him loosened up and, you know, massage. Uh, I don't know if that means in uh, Coleman Coliseum or over there behind the, the Exxon or wherever he's going, but um, he's getting massaged and trying to stay loose and, uh, you know, just getting ready for game time. And my first thought was get Herb ready for this LSU game. Get him ready. Get whatever Herb has to do for this game, make him ready. Now, if we win LSU, maybe, maybe you give Herb the weekend off in Missouri. Is that crazy? Uh, I mean, just uh, unless Herb is more hurt than I'm aware of, uh, it would surprise me. I, I think they just go with getting him ready to play in the games. Look, look, Herb's been there for four years. He's been in this system for two years. He has an extraordinarily high basketball IQ. I don't think Herb needs to practice as much as, say, a, a Josh Primo needs to practice. Um, so I, I think they would just continue. I, I, I don't think they would want Herb to skip a game unless Herb asked to. I'm sure if Herb said, guys, can I just can I just play next week? I'm sure they'd go fine. But but uh, knowing Herb as I do, I'm guessing uh, Herb would just as soon lose a finger as, I agree. Uh, as miss a game. I, I agree with all that. There's no doubt in my mind, Herb wants to play no matter what, and I love that about him. Now, I think if we beat LSU, and especially if we beat LSU and Kentucky beats Missouri, which isn't out of the realm of possibility, right. that gives us a four-game lead. And I'm yeah. sort of like, eh, yeah. you know, just, I mean. I, well, I, maybe you go I to the doctors. It. You go to the doctors and you say, hey, if we gave him a week off, we're going to get a different herb. I mean, or the doctors. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, whatever the doctors say. I mean, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that has to drive it at some point. And you're right. I mean, once you get up to a four game lead, you know. But then you're also playing for seeding uh, in the big in the big tournament, and uh, huh? We'll see. It's just unfortunate a, a little bit. You know, it'd be nice to get Jordan Bruner back. And 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 those reports aren't aren't too good. We we just got a banged up basketball team. Imagine that. Yeah, um, I, I just – man, I I hate to be that way about it too. I hate to be like take the week off or whatever because that goes against everything I want it to be. I want him to be out there. I don't want him to get the points. I want him to do proceeding. But, again, it's all dependent to me on beating LSU and especially if Kentucky beats Missouri. And then we get this, this lead that's – I mean, it's close to insurmountable. It's not insurmountable, but it's close – and so it's and LSU is me, missing a guy tomorrow night two days who averages like 12 points and eight boards a game. He can also shoot well from beyond the arc. So it, it just I, – I think it's a great opportunity to try and get him ready for the stretch run. And maybe, let's say, God, heaven forbid we go in there and beat Missouri one way or the other. But then we got to go to South Carolina, who looks like they've thrown their hands up to some degree. Now, you can't lose right. that game, obviously. But, you know, I mean, this may be a chance to get him – get his legs under it. Right. I mean, that right. being said, our bench is not as deep as it once was because we got That's too right. many hurt. So what do you think about cool. the LSU game? Give your prediction for LSU, by the way, since it'll be tonight technically. Uh, I think Alabama's going to win the game. I, I think it's going to look a lot like that Kentucky game. I'm not going to – I think it'll be really radical to predict, okay, our slump is over. We're going to shoot out of it, and we're going to score 99 tonight and win by – win by 18. Uh, I, while I do think that's extremely possible because we shot it so well against him before, you can't help but wonder if it's a matchup thing and, and we're, we're going to shoot the eyes out of it again. But 
I just think logic says, you know, that if Alabama hasn't played that great three games in a row, logic dictates I'm going to I'm going to roll with that until they prove me wrong. And all of a sudden start shooting the lights out of it again. I, I think Alabama plays another one of these low scoring struggle games, but at home. Uh, and with Alabama's depth and LSU missing a player too, I think much like the Kentucky game, uh, Alabama, uh, I, I guess I'll use the term uglies it out. It's not, it's not really accurate because I think any win over LSU is special. Any win over LSU is great just because it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing for every minute of the game doesn't mean anything. I think Alabama wins the game. Uh, let's go with something like uh, 68-62. Okay, uh, you know, I could buy that all day. I, I think, I'll, boy, going to 68 points after scoring, what, 105 last time we played them? That's right. Yeah. That'd be yep. interesting. Um, of course, it's a bit of a different, you know, things are different. And LSU is in a little bit more of a desperation mode. They just blew. I don't know what their uh, mindset's going to be after blowing that game against Texas Tech, and there's no other way to put it except they blew that game against Texas Tech yep. and a seven-point lead with about a minute left. I mean, though. You're supposed to win those all day, every day, especially if you're a team as talented as LSU. So maybe they come in a little defeated. Um, I wish, I wish, I wish we could have a big crowd here just to get under Trenton Watford's skin. I, I've always said I like Trenton Watford. Um, I, I got to call him several times with the HSA radio network. Uh, that being said, he, he chose to go to LSU. So right now I'm, I'm trying to get under his skin. I'm trying for Alabama to uh, – <laughs> to uh, bug him, and, and hopefully he doesn't have a great game against us. But this could be the game, especially if Herb is banged up, where Trenton Watford could be a serious issue for us. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I like Watford, too. So wanted so badly to see him play for Alabama, you know, a while back. I mean, he chose to go somewhere else. That's that's fine. I, I know the, the, the thing that's kind of funny to me about it or, or the way things worked out is uh, – you know, he goes to LSU and they're a good team and they win a lot of games. And I think his career is going well in terms of, you know, he's a good player and now he's one of the better players in the SEC. But he goes to LSU just in time for them to maybe land on the biggest probation in school history. And meanwhile, Alabama's put together its best season since uh, since the 80s. And uh, even without Watford and uh, gosh, where would Alabama be with him? So. Oh. You might wonder if there's a little bit of buyer's remorse there, and uh, yeah, literally, I, I I didn't intend I didn't intend to make a sound the way it sounded. No, that was not my that was not my actual intention. But let's let's roll with it. Let's go with it. It but, set uh, me up quite nicely. I'm digging it. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> but no, I, I think Alabama uglies out one, uh, and by that I just mean Alabama wins it on defense, rebounding, and playing hard. And that's what gets the win. At some point, Alabama is going to find its shooting touch again. Maybe it is. Maybe it is tonight. Maybe it is Saturday. Uh, they'll find it again. But since they're not shooting it great right now, I'm going to stick with uh, having to win the game on defense and uh, and rebounding and finding just enough points to get it done. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, we will have an LSU wrap up. But who the hell knows? Um, and we'll go from there. So roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.